Next on BYU Sports Nation, Cougar basketball staring down a third top 25 opponent in the first month of the season. BYU and 21st ranked UMass in the birthplace of basketball. The head coach of the Minutemen, Derek Kellogg, joins the show. What he credits the UMass basketball turnaround to and how his team matches up with BYU. Plus, BYU football awaiting their bowl game foe. We're live with the executive director of the Fight Hunger Bowl, Gary Cavalli. The list of possible Pac-12 opponents and how this weekend will affect everything. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Sports friends, you have all made it to another Friday. And it's not Black Friday. It's just a normal Friday. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Yeah. Pump up the jam. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. No relation to Montel Jordan. Wherever and however you may be listening, thanks for making us at BYU Sports Nation part of your day. We are on pins and needles right now because it is the World Cup draw. Where will the U.S.? fit in in the pool. Where is that going to happen? That has nothing to do with BYU, but we are watching intently to see where USA fits in for the 2014 World Cup. When I when I was serving my mission in South Korea, the World Cup was there. I, I lived huge. I lived I went to the Brazil, World but Cup. Yeah, I wish I was there during the World Cup. It made me a huge, huge soccer fan. It, there's nothing like it. I know everyone gets super high on the Super Bowl. And it's a huge event for America, but when it comes to worldwide sporting events, nothing touches it. There's, I saw a million Koreans gather in Seoul Square to watch a game on these huge projection screens. I have a newspaper of it um, that I brought home as a souvenir from my mission. It's just, it's one of the coolest sights I've ever seen. Like sports, compelling sports, and rich. Yes, sports have have the ability to unite people in a way that no, nothing else does. It's and incredible. That's, that's part of what this show is all about. Uniting BYU Sports Nation. We appreciate you listening to this show. That's what Nelson Mandela was was all about. Uh, great leader passed away yesterday at the age of 95, but uh, he firmly believed in that. And uh, uh, if you haven't seen or read up on, on what he did and how he involved sports and in, in uniting a country, it's an incredible story. So, yeah, the World Cup, big day for worldwide sports, and it's a big weekend for BYU sports as always, you can join our conversation by tweeting at BYU Sports Nation. Also, comment on and like our Facebook page and weigh in on the poll question on BYUTVSports.com and on Twitter, which is this. Who do you want BYU to face in the Fight Hunger Bowl? Washington? Washington State, Arizona? Spencer's going to argue that USC is still in the mix. It is. Vote, they are in the mix. Vote on BYUTVSports.com and weigh in on Twitter. Tell us why, too. Not just who you want to play, but why you want to see that team in the Fight Hunger Bowl in San Francisco, AT&T Park, on December 27th. We got a good tweet already, at T underscore assumption. Katniss Everdeen. Oh, you said Fight Hunger Bowl. I thought you said Hunger Games. (laughs) (laughs) The girl on fire! There are a lot of single BYU fans that would like to see Katniss Everdeen in the Fight Hunger Bowl, I'm sure. Ticket sales, boom. <laughs> Friendly reminder, you can listen to BYU Sports Nation every weekday, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain, on Sirius XM Channel 143, org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980, our show on demand every day on org, or you can catch the rebroadcast each weekday, 7 p.m. Eastern, again on BYU Radio. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. 
Hey, third time's the charm. BYU facing a third top 25 opponent in the first month of their season, and they'll do it in the birthplace of basketball, Springfield, Massachusetts. They're taking on the Minutemen of Massachusetts, ranked 21st in the country. And we spoke with assistant coach Mark Pope yesterday, telling BYU Sports Nation that UMass is similar to the other ranked teams BYU has already matched up with. This is a great opportunity for us to see how much we've grown. Because this team is a team that's similar to a lot of teams that we played in terms of they really, really push the ball in transition. They really, really attack the rim off the bounce. Uh, They really, really like to get out and kind of use their length. BYU led Iowa State 36-24, 12-point lead. They lose that game by two at home in the Marriott Center. Great atmosphere, tough loss. They're up on Wichita State in Kansas City by 13 in the first half. They lose that game. How do they hold on to a lead? Well, Eric Mika says the answer is quite simple. We need to just keep keep pressing on the gas pedal and, and just bury him. Because if we if we push that 13-point lead to a 20-point lead, then most teams will, will kind of shut it down and, and almost lose hope. So, in other words... I must break you. Yes. Eric Mika as Bane also thinks we will crush you. We will freaking <laughs> bury you. <laughs> Jerem Jordan. Oh, that, see, I love that BYU got those leads in the first half. That at least shows that BYU can compete with these teams, right? The game got away from BYU against Wichita State. There's a flagrant two. There's a technical whatever. That margin of loss is bigger than than it should have been. BYU can play with those teams. BYU is a top uh, 35 team right now, according to Joe Lenardi of ESPN, the bracketologist. So BYU needs to needs to bring it. UMass is the same rank that Iowa State was, 21, in the eight people. Now, would that qualify as irony or coincidence, Grammar Master? I don't know. (laughs) Wordsmith? I know when it's not irony. How about that? I don't know. (laughs) I guess I don't know when it is. I'm not the wordsmith, that's for sure. I'm in sports. Uh, But you know what's interesting about this game? It's a top 10 RPI matchup. UMass is number one in the country in rating percentage index. They're undefeated. And BYU's 10th. With the number one RPI. Look at who's, who UMass has played, by the way. Just think of this as a football schedule. I'm not going to read everybody, just the ones that stick out. Boston College, LSU, Nebraska, Clemson, Northern Illinois, they'll play. BYU. We'll ask our head coach Derek Kellogg about that schedule <laughs> and on both sides coming up from BYU Sports Nation uh, in just a few minutes. And then strength of schedule. Do you know what BYU's strength of schedule is currently ranked, according to Yahoo Sports? Fifth in the country. So it's got to be top ten. Fifth in the country. And then UMass is number three. So this is this is a big matchup. If BYU can beat the number one RPI team and a ranked team, that's, trust me, selection committee, Jamie Zaninovich, WCC commissioner, and the others, they'll notice. That's a, that's a good win. This is the signature win that BYU really needs to solidify their resume status in the non-conference part of the schedule. And it's on the East Coast. I know it's on CBS Sports Network, so it's not ESPN. But this is bigger than BYU playing at Oregon because that's on the Pac-12 network. That's regional. This is, this is on the East Coast where it's easy and we'll, to, that will show up in the papers in the morning to, to New York media, to D.C. media, those guys. The East Coast by... Win, go and win that game. It's bigger than the Oregon game. It's probably bigger than, it might be bigger than the Iowa State and Wichita State game in that sense. Well, uh, people that argue, oh, there's an East Coast bias. Hey, head over to their neighborhood in the birthplace of basketball, Springfield, Massachusetts. Beat UMass, who's undefeated and ranked 21st. And then you can take some of that swag 
uh, from the East Coast uh, media back to the West Coast, and you've got and something. Beat Oregon. You've got something to ride on. Yeah, and, then people will be paying attention to BYU as they go and play a team like Oregon. So listen, Doctor James Naismith would have BYU win this game. He would. He would, and he will <laughs> go and win the game. BYU, UMass, an 11.30 a.m. mountain tip on CBS College Sports or CBS Sports Network, yes. The U.S. has been selected. The U.S. has been selected. What pool are they with? This World Cup talk now. Group G is in gangsta. Germany and Ghana in there. Okay. It's going to be tough no matter what. Ghana's had their way with the United States in World Cup uh, play. Yeah. Uh, Ziggy versus the United States. That's what's going to happen. When we get Zig on, we're going to have to ask him about that. <laughs> Who are you rooting for, man? <laughs> BYU Sports Nation you, is you listening. You know the answer. <laughs> okay, so the Cougars and UMass on Saturday, like I mentioned, 11.30 a.m. Mountain Time tip. So it's an early it's an early tip for BYU. Earliest of the year. Traveling across the country, 1.30 on the East Coast. But what an opportunity to get it done. They've proven they can play with the ranked teams now. The third game they have against a top 25 foe, can they get the win? Go do it. Go go win. You got to go win this. Make it happen. Topic two. Another chance to beat Chris Peterson? Third down and four. Hill, man wide open. Matthews. Dave McCann on the call in the BYU game day replay when they beat the Boise State Broncos earlier this year. Chris Peterson was the head coach at Boise State at the time, and he will not be the head coach when BYU matches up with Boise State next year. He has taken the job at the University of Washington, replacing former BYU quarterback great Steve Sarkeesian, who went to USC. So the coaching carousel is in full swing right now. Peterson goes from Boise to Washington. And now all BYU fans are kind of saying, well, how does this affect the bowl game status? Because a lot of prognosticators say BYU is going to play Washington in the game. How will Chris Peterson be involved in that, if at all? Is he just going to be watching from the sidelines? Likely, right? You you were at the Rose Bowl last year when Wisconsin played Oregon, yeah, and Gary, Gary Anderson was on the sideline. He was there with his assistant just he's, watching the game from the sideline. He's not coaching the team. That, that's not going to happen. Chris Peterson's not going to coach the team. But there's a connection there in that BYU is familiar with Chris Peterson, having played Boise State the last two years. Not to mention the Steve Sarkeesian thing is... We always figure out some tie to BYU, right? Absolutely. And BYU is going to play USC in the future, 19, 21, and 23. BYU is playing Boise State next year in the third game of a 12-game series, all the way out to 2023. Bronco Mendenhall and Chris Peterson are very good friends, and they both are not super high on the 12-game series because they like Then why it. do it in they, the first place? They like each other, and it's a, it's a tough game, and... So I wonder. You have to wonder. Does Bronco feel a bit of relief that Chris Peterson is going to Washington? Because now he doesn't have to face his friend every year for the next twelve years, unless they play Washington at some point in a bowl game, or if there's a future schedule with Washington, which very well could happen now because they do have those ties. I hope they do. I think it's great. The, I was at the game in 2008 when BYU played at Washington. That's a winless Washington team at the end of that year that BYU needed to block a PAT to beat. Jake Locker throws the ball in the air. Everyone remembers. That's a good series. There were a lot of BYU fans at that game. That, there's a ton of BYU fans in the Northwest. I'd love to schedule Washington. The question becomes for me, Spencer, will BYU and Boise State continue to play through 2023? Will a Norm Chow Hawaii effect happen? BYU inked a similar deal with Hawaii, which is 
I thought, a good deal. BYU gets to go to the islands every other year. Then you can add a 13th game if you'd like. That's the NCAA exception. But that got canceled. Norm Chow said, no, we're not going to do that. A, a different head coach. Chow wasn't there when that got inked. So will BYU continue to play that? I hope. Of all the series BYU's played, that's my favorite. I think that because series it's is every year. It's just as beneficial for Boise State as it is for BYU. They're still a Mountain West school. BYU is a notable independent who now has a a schedule full of luster. So why wouldn't Boise State want to keep playing BYU? I think it's good for both programs. I like it better than Notre Dame. I like it better than any other series. So I hope BYU continues to play that game because more than likely that's a game against a ranked team for BYU. Regionally, it's a great game. Uh, Chris Peterson to Washington, I personally like. I think it's a good move for him and for the program. In Seattle, I kind of feel like the, the fan base is patient because they've been middle of the pack for so long. They've been mediocre for so long. They've just started to gain a little bit of traction with Sarkeesian. Now he's gone to USC. So they're not going to expect an overnight turnaround with Chris Peterson. They have brand new stadium, brand new facilities. They have an opportunity with Chris Peterson to recruit maybe even a little bit better because he does bring that legacy from Boise State. And I feel like he'll get that program to 10 wins at some point, and they'll have a special season. And you and I were talking about this. If you have a special season once every five, six years, that's enough to carry that fan base. The pressure to win immediately uh, is not at Washington like it is at Oregon, USC, and UCLA. They're going to be more patient with him, but Chris Peterson has the ability to bring stability to that program. And ability to bring stability. Is yeah, that what you just that's said? That's right. Yeah. Dropping rhymes. Now the Friday. Now the question becomes, as all this swirls around and is related to BYU, does BYU lose an assistant coach? Yeah, or the coach coaching carousel to, are, are people getting plucked out of BYU. So Robert and I's name has been brought up in some conversations, uh, in one conversation, about the Florida offensive coordinator job. Wow. So BYU typically doesn't lose assistant coaches. They only do that to retirement. Lance Reynolds uh, last year. Barry Lamb a couple years before that I think had some health issues he was trying to take care of. Um, they just BYU doesn't lose them very often. Last year it was, okay, offensive staff minus Reynolds, you're all fired. That was different. So I, I, I don't anticipate BYU losing anybody. We'll see, though. I love the speculation. It makes our job great, doesn't it? I like facts more than speculation, though. I, re- I really do. It's much easier to discuss. Okay, Jerem said it. Facts, Trump, speculation. Speaking of, Jimmer to the Raptors swirling in the NBA. At least he would play. Just get out of Sacramento. We'll leave it at that. Topic three. So, talking of bowl games, for BYU, could it be better than a matchup with UW? We talked to Fight Hunger Bowl Executive Director Gary Cavalli the last time uh, he was in town for the Boise State game. And, of course, he says BYU will face a good Pac-12 opponent. I mean, the Pac-12 is probably going to have eight or nine teams eligible this year. So uh, when our turn comes up to pick, we're probably going to have at least two and perhaps three and maybe even four um, options. And, you know, the experts, uh, you know, you have to take the experts' predictions with a grain of salt. But... You know, we may be looking at a USC-BYU game, which would be pretty pretty attractive. Uh, We may be looking at Washington-BYU. Okay, so he mentioned USC and BYU. When Lane Kiffin got fired and Ed Orgeron took over and the program picked up some notable wins, they they started to to get some national buzz. Cavalli at one point said USC's done enough that 
they're not. They're out. They're, they're out. They're, they're not in consideration for our game. They're going to be gone before we get to them. In his latest blog on Wednesday, USC was not in the conversation. It was Washington, Washington State, Arizona. Interesting. No Oregon State either. No. So he said USC, BYU, and I know that was the, the matchup that a lot of people wanted initially. Well, I'm here to tell you that matchup could still happen. And here's, here's why. The Mountain West Conference Championship between Fresno State and Utah State will play heavily into what happens with USC, and here's why. Because USC right now, I when you look at how the teams shake out and how the picks shake out, it's very possible USC could end up in the Las Vegas Bowl. If Utah State wins the Mountain West Conference Championship, Utah State would then have the automatic tie-in as the champion of the Mountain West to go to the Las Vegas Bowl. Well, guess who's already played each other this year? Utah State and USC. A bowl game is not going to want that rematch because it doesn't carry any uh, notoriety with it. Yeah, they've they've played each other. They're not rivals. It's not USC and Notre Dame. Um, It's It's not not BYU and Utah. Utah. Which probably wouldn't have happened anyway. Utah State, USC. They've already played that game. And Utah State's a different team. They don't have Chucky Keaton. USC's an entirely different squad. They're not going to want that game in the Las Vegas Bowl. And you might say, well, USC, maybe someone will want them earlier. Maybe a bigger bowl game will pick USC. Okay, let's look at the Pac-12 right now. You have Stanford, Oregon, Arizona State, and UCLA all above USC right now. I predict Stanford beats Arizona State, and Stanford will go to the Rose Bowl for a second straight year. The next bowl tie-in for the Pac-12 is... The Alamo Bowl. And the Alamo Remember Bowl it. is number two. Okay, so Arizona State probably ends up in the Alamo Bowl. Then the Holiday Bowl. You're telling me the Holiday Bowl is not going to want Oregon? Oregon is a great draw for San Diego. Listen, they've been game. to the Rose Bowl. They're bored, man. And they need something new, right? <laughs> that was such a joke. That was terrible. Why? Why? We've been there, man. Okay, so Oregon most likely ends up in the Holiday Bowl. The next pick is the Sun Bowl. USC played in the Sun Bowl last year, did not draw a good crowd, were lethargic. It was not a good experience for that program. They lost to a mediocre Georgia Tech team. The Sun Bowl is not going to want USC again, and USC doesn't want the Sun Bowl. So then you have the Las Vegas Bowl. If Utah State wins, USC's in the Las Vegas Bowl. No rematch. USC will then drop to the Fight Hunger Bowl and play BYU. So root for the Aggies to beat Fresno State if you want to see USC and BYU play. I'm excited to ask Gary Cavalli about that situation because he has not mentioned USC, but that is the most intriguing matchup of all of them, more than Washington. Trust me, USC is much, much more intriguing than Washington to me. But no matter who BYU plays, I think it's going to be good. If it's Washington State, meh. But if it's Washington or... USC, I like it. Even I Arizona. Like it even Arizona, if they somehow sneak into that BYU's game. BYU's last three bowl opponents, UTEP, Tulsa, San Diego State. This is much better. Bring on the Pac-12. Who do you want BYU to face in the Fight Hunger Bowl? Coming up next, am I loco for thinking there is still a shot for BYU to face USC? We'll ask Gary Cavalli, the executive director of the bowl game, on next. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. 
Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Taysom Hill and the BYU Cougars just over 48 hours away from finding out who they will play in the Fight Hunger Bowl that will be officially announced on Sunday night. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here in Studio 2 in the BYU Broadcast Building. You can follow us on Twitter at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Join the show's very quickly and growing Twitter following at BYU Sports Nation. Tomorrow we've got a doubleheader of hoops on BYU Radio. The men's basketball team plays at UMass tomorrow. Pre-game coverage starts at 12.30 Eastern. Then the women's basketball team takes its undefeated record to Creighton. Listen to the game at 3 Eastern. Our Twitter question today, who do you want BYU to face in the Fight Hunger Bowl? And who better to bring on to talk about that very scenario than the executive director of the Fight Hunger Bowl, Gary Cavalli. Gary, nice to have you back on the show. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. My pleasure back. So uh, I'm wondering, what are the next 48 hours like for you? Well, it's kind of a crazy time in the bull business. You know, we've got uh, everybody scurrying around, making phone calls, positioning themselves, lobbying, trying to you know improve their situation. So you've got you know conference commissioners trying to uh, find a spot for every one of their teams and find the best possible. Uh, matchup. You've got athletic directors trying to do the same thing, make sure their school gets invited where they want to go. If you're in a conference that has more teams and bowl affiliations, you're trying to find an at-large, you know, position. And if you're a bowl director like us, we've, you know, we're, we're looking at our potential pool of teams and figuring out what the best one would be and hoping that that's the way it pans out. And, and then you just got to wait, you know, to see how the games go this weekend because, you know, as we saw last weekend with Auburn, Alabama, anything can happen. And, you know, there still are some scenarios when our situation might change, but um, we have a pretty good sense of what's going to happen. So what's the sense of what's going to happen? Well, you know, the, the BCS, uh, I don't think there are very many scenarios, if any, frankly, um, where the Pac-12 is going to get two teams up. So um, it looks pretty good that this is what will happen, that, that the winner of the game between Stanford and uh, Arizona State, the conference championship game, obviously goes to the Rose Bowl. And then the next two bowls that pick are Alamo and Holiday. And we're getting a pretty good sense that they're going to take Oregon and the loser of the uh, Pac-12 championship game. And then the next two up are Sun and Las Vegas, and that's where we'll be next year. We'll be number four next year, so we'll have that Sun Bowl pick. But this is our last year at number six, so we've got to wait and see what Sun and Vegas do. And, again, what we're hearing is that Sun's going to take UCLA. They have um, haven't had them there in a while. And then Vegas would take SC because they had Washington last year. And so, um, you know, we'd be sitting there with the, the opportunity to take the Washington Huskies, and that would be very exciting to us. You know, we've also looked at Arizona and Washington State, and they're also very desirable. It's a great position to be in to have three nice choices in front of you. But I think our inclination at this point is we would go with Washington. Gary Cavalli, the executive director of the Fight Hunger Bowl, joining BYU Sports Nation. Gary, Washington is a great program. They're in transition. Chris Peterson just took the head coaching job. Uh, But I just got done explaining to BYU Sports Nation why there is still an outside shot for, I believe, USC to sneak down to the Fight Hunger Bowl. And, And I want you to tell you if you think I'm crazy, but if Utah State beats Fresno State in the Mountain West Conference Championship, then Utah State would be invited to play in the Las Vegas Bowl against the prognostication of USC being there. That would be a rematch. So is there any chance that if Utah State wins the Mountain West, USC could drop to the Fight Hunger Bowl? 
Well, you know, the, the Bull would have that opportunity, you know, if they felt that a rematch was something that they really uh, didn't want to do. Uh, but, uh, you know, what, again, what we're hearing is that that would not be the case. So it would be a matter of do you want to repeat uh, of bringing back um, uh, Washington or do you want to go with USC? The other factor is, is again, this is all scuttlebutt, but, you know, we've been hearing that SC wants to play an early game, that they're in transition and they want to play a game early so that they can get their coach, their new coaching staff out on the road recruiting. So I don't know that they'd want to play in our game as much as they love coming here because uh, we're a lot later than Vegas is. So, you know, all those things are, are in the hopper, you know, and the conference office is involved in trying to talk to the Bulls and talk to the schools and find out what they want to do. So there's a there's a ton of little pieces to this puzzle. But from our perspective, all of them right now are pointing toward Washington. Again, it could change, but uh, that's what it looks like right now. So if USC were there and uh, Washington was too, would you still lean with Washington? It's a, like you mentioned, all just inclinations, but what's the bull think thinking? Anyway. I don't think there's any way that SC and Washington would, would be there because somebody would have to... Oh, they'd pick uh, the other, there. right? Yeah, yeah. They can't really go beyond certain... There are some, some limitations in the Pac-12. You can pick a one-loss differential, but you can't pick a two. So they, a, a, a bowl cannot take a four-and-five team over a six-and-three team. And because USC is six-and-three, there's no way that that could happen. Gary Cavalli, the executive director of the Fight Hunger Bowl, joining BYU Sports Nation. Gary, I know there are a lot of BYU fans across BYU Sports Nation that want to get involved with this game. How do they get involved, and what events are surrounding the bowl game uh, leading up to the actual kickoff? Well, the two that are really open to the public, uh, and it works great for somebody coming into town for the game, uh, just to repeat, our, uh, to refresh everybody's memory, the game is on Friday night at 6.30, the 27th, and there are two activities on the 26th that are open to the public, and they're kind of back-to-back. Uh, there's a rally on Union Square that both teams participate in. The bands will be there, the head coaches, the team captains all speak. It's a lot of fun. It's only about a half an hour event, about 11 o'clock in the morning. And then right after that, we have our uh, kickoff luncheon. And the kickoff luncheon uh, is a great event. You know, we have uh, usually seven, 800 people there uh, emceed by the local anchor of the ABC station here. Sometimes the ESPN crew participates as well. The bands are there. Uh, both of the coaches speak. And it, it's just it's a great one. We do a really good job with our luncheon. So I would, I would encourage any BYU fans that can get out on the 26th to try to get there in the morning of the 26th so that they can take in both the uh, – the kickoff rally and then go to the luncheon and tickets are available on our website so it's really easy to to come to the lunch just go on to fighthungerbowl.org and order your tickets for the lunch and typically you know we have about you know the two teams official parties are three or four hundred and then we have about another 400 people there you know from the community and from uh, from the fan bases of the two teams so it's a great event Gary Cavalli the executive director of the Fight Hunger Bowl again on BYU Sports Nation and Gary I'm just going to point out uh, not many bowl directors are as uh, transparent and, and clairvoyant and upfront as, as you have been with us. So we, we appreciate the, the fact that you'll let us dive into those details and uh, that you're not dodging questions. That, uh, that takes quite a mentality to, to handle a couple of uh, guys like us coming at you with some of those questions. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm an old PR guy, and uh, you know our our 
our philosophy here in our bowl game is to cooperate with the media. You know, we're trying to build a, uh, a relationship that uh, with guys like you and, and uh, the people that are supportive of college football. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, I believe college football is the best game in the world. And if you watch those games last weekend and then you spent Sunday watching those boring NFL games, I mean, there's no comparison <laughs> to what happened at that Auburn-Alabama game, Michigan-Ohio State. I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable. You know, I love it. And, and so anything that we can do to help further the cause of of college football and also bowl games. You know, bowl games have taken a lot of crap the last few years, you know, with people pushing for a playoff and frankly making some very uh, dishonest accusations about the bowl community. And, uh, you know, what's wrong with bowl games? Uh, people love to go to them. They love to watch them on television. Uh, we donate to charity. We've got, we're, we're building economic uh, impact in our communities. And, you know, we've taken a lot of shots in the media that are unfair. So I'm, I'm anxious to get out there and spread the word and make sure people understand that these are great, great events and great opportunities for these these players to come here to San Francisco for a week and, and they'll get some memories of a lifetime. Gary, what's been unfair about it? Well, people claiming that there's a call, you know, bull director, you know, we all have too much money, we work one day a year, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we're taking advantage of conference commissioners who who don't understand the rules of the game about buying tickets and bowl payouts. Good grief. I mean, if we had as much pay, as much power as some of those guys have written about bowl directors, that would really be funny. Trust me, those conference commissioners know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> those guys those guys are the ones that are in control. You know, we're just playing along with them and hoping to do as best we can. But, uh, you know, they, they, they know exactly what's going on. And if anybody's in control, it's, it's them, not the bowls. So, you know, we're just here trying to do what's right for ourselves and for our conference partners and for our schools and our communities. Gary Cavalli, Executive Director of the Fight Hunger Bowl, joins BYU Sports Nation. So what do you think of the four-team college football playoff that starts next year? I think it's a good thing. You know, it's been, uh, it's been, uh, uh, demanded may not be the right word, but you know the media and the, and the and the fans across the country have wanted a playoff. You know, I'm I'm one of those folks that isn't super critical of the BCS. I think the BCS accomplished the two main things it was created to accomplish very well. Number one, it picked uh, the two top teams every year and matched number one versus number two, which is what people wanted, and it it maintained the integrity of of college football's regular season. I don't think a real big playoff is a good thing. But the, the problems with the BCS are were that the selection was all muddled and confusing. People couldn't understand how they arrived at the top two, and the six computers uh, caused a lot of problems in my estimation. I mean, you look at this year's rankings, for example. One of the computers has Northern Illinois number two. Are you kidding me? I, I mean... Come on, you know. So I think people rightfully took some shots at, B- at the BCS because of the computers, but they did accomplish what they set out to do. But there was always a number three and a number four on the outside looking in, saying, "Hey, we want to get into that." So I think a four-team playoff will be very good, and that it will continue to maintain the integrity of the, of the regular season. And we're happy that the Bulls are going to be involved hosting the semifinal game. So I think it was a brilliant decision by everybody. If you're just joining us on BYU Sports Nation, we're talking with the Fight Hunger Bowl Executive Director, Gary Cavalli. Uh, he just recently told us that uh, BYU and Washington is the most likely scenario for that Fight Hunger Bowl matchup. Gary, if the Huskies and Cougars do indeed match up on December 27th, why do you like the matchup between those two teams? Well, you know, we feel very fortunate um, if, it, if it pans out that way that we would have two 8-4 teams. There will be a lot of bowl games this year 
matching teams that are six and six or seven and five or you know one team that's six and six or seven and five so to be able to match two eight and four teams two really quality teams you know that were in the top 25 part of the season in washington's case and knocking on the door in byu's case uh we just think that's that's a great matchup they're both very storied legendary high profile programs i mean byu and washington have both won national championships uh they've been you know, around and near the top for a long, long time. Uh, they have passionate, rabid fan bases. They travel well. Uh, they draw well on television. Uh, you know, there's really nothing not to like. Uh, they have interesting, explosive offenses. They have big name players. You know, Taysom Hill is an emerging star. Uh, the Kyle Van Noy is a great linebacker. Hoffman's an all-time receiver. On the other side, Bishop Sankey is either the best or the second or third best running back in the country. So there's a lot of good things for us to promote, and uh, you know we're excited. We think it's a great matchup. Gary, you mentioned the experience that the fans could have in San Francisco. Spencer is mm-hmm. going to be at the or no, you're going to be here. Okay, yeah. Dave and Blaine, yes. Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler, two of our guys, they're going to be in San Francisco. What kind of special, awesome experience can you cook up for them in San Francisco? <laughs> I'll have to talk to my PR guy, Doug Kelly, about that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and Ryan Opelt, our assistant executive director, who puts together the schedule for the teams and all of our events. You know, we have about 20 events during the week. We have uh, we have some uh, more, more than I think than almost any other bowl. You know, we do events for the wives. We do events for the kids. We do events for the assistant coaches. But I've never been asked to do one specifically for a, a broadcaster. So we're going to have to come up with that. Uh, now, I'm thinking. That. I'm thinking bungee jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. What do you think? I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, our uh, our. Our community affairs and corporate affairs director, Amy Gardner, uh, bungee jumped down a hotel facing a few years ago for a, for a charity. Yeah, she rappelled down the side of a hotel. Oh, good grief. So, yeah, we, we, have some, we have some experience in bungee jumping here, so maybe I can, I can hook Amy up and uh, you know, she can give you guys a lesson. <laughs> These guys want an extreme sports experience, so yeah. whatever you can cook up. Whether, whether they know right, about it right. yet or not, that's what they want. <laughs> We're telling them that's well, what yeah. they want. We're working on it. I, Ryan's sitting here right now. We're, we're we're cooking some ideas up as we speak. Excellent. So, uh, we'll be ready. We'll be ready for him. <laughs> Gary Cavalli, the executive director of the Fight Hunger Bowl on BYU Sports Nation. Gary, we appreciate the time. You got a couple of fans uh, right here uh, of of the Fight Hunger Bowl and what you do. So thanks for everything, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, let's talk again, guys. Happy to help out anytime. Thanks, Gary. Take care. All right. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, who do you want to see the Cougars play in the Fight Hunger Bowl? Alabama. Not Alabama. Not going to happen. I still think USC is an outside shot. I know I know. Gary says it's very minimal. I'm telling you, Utah State wins. Dude, he's telling you, man. BYU and USC could still <laughs> happen. Oh, up next. What are we doing next? We're talking, we're talking to the head Derek coach Kellogg. of the University of Massachusetts basketball team. That's what we're doing. Derek Kellogg joins us on BYU Sports Nation. You're listening to BYU Radio. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Welcome back on a Friday to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. We're live on BYU Radio, Studio 2 in Provo, Utah. Download the BYU Radio iOS app today in the iTunes store for live streaming of your favorite BYU Radio shows. Hey, big 
worldwide sporting event news today. The World Cup draw has been announced, and I'm just going to say it. The United Boo. States, they are in the group of death. Ugh. Listen to this. Portugal, Germany, and Ghana. Que porcaria. I, the last well here here's the thing though here here's why there here's the optimism that's going to be tough that's going to be tough in 2002 again when I was in South Korea who did the United States play the first game when they opened up round robin play uh, I was on my two year LDS mission trip so I have no idea it was Portugal it was Portugal and they won they won that's right so the United Portugal. States draws the group of death but it's okay and lost to Ghana it's not like okay we can beat Ghana but I don't know about Germany and Portugal you know what's funny about this so BYU on this show we tend to avoid the word we right. It's BYU. When it comes to USA, I always say we. I'm an American, <laughs> gosh dang it. And we are going to beat Portugal, Germany, and Ghana. You have, a, you have almost as much passion about the World Cup as you do about BYU football. No, that's not true. Yeah, it's not even close. You know what else I'm fired up about today? That my Mariners signed Robinson Cano. I'm not excited about that. Ten years, what was it, 250? 240. No. Don't dwell on it, Jerem. Jay-Z, it's okay. why are, why'd you do that to us, Jay-Z? Here's my next question. Who do you want, BYU? We've been asking BYU Sports Nation, who do you want the Cougars to face in the Fight Hunger Bowl? Washington. That's who you want to play? Oh, who I want to play? Alabama. <laughs> That's who I want BYU to play. I want to play Alabama. <laughs> I, would rather, I would rather face USC, um, but it doesn't sound like they're going to be there. And I think you're funny that you think USC still has a shot when Gary Cavalli, the executive director, just told us that it's probably not going to happen on this show. I'm telling you, if USC's <laughs> hand is what held to the fire. do you know that he doesn't? Well, he said, he said that they want to play an early bowl game. And most likely, they are in the Las Vegas Bowl. Yes. That's going to happen. The Vegas Bowl wants USC. But Here's the Vegas what he bowl didn't d- tell you. He thinks Fresno State's going to win. Exactly. He doesn't think Utah State's exactly. going to win. Exactly. So I'm not saying that Utah State's going to win, and it is a small chance. But, but there's no do, way. There's go no Aggies. way. Go Aggies. Yes. So the BYU could play USC. I'm Force with you. USC into that weird situation where they might just be better off taking the Fight Hunger Bowl invitation. Gary Cavalli again joined BYU Sports Nation a few minutes ago, telling us that Washington is indeed the most likely, if not solidified, opponent, depending on what happens this weekend in college football. Keep them coming. BYU Sports Nation, who do you want BYU to face in the Fight Hunger Bowl? Now we switch topics, and we're talking Cougar hoops. They're taking on their third top 25 opponent this season. We're only a month into the season. Great non-conference schedule. And we're pleased to welcome in Derek Kellogg, the head coach of the 21st-ranked UMass Minutemen. They're 7-0 on the season and coming off their first victory as a ranked team since 1998. Coach, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you very much for uh, having me on. And um, now I'm looking forward to a, a big-time game on Saturday, a team that uh, BYU that I've been able to watch uh, quite a bit on TV, uh, some of those late-night games, and really impressed with their team and program. And uh, it's, uh, it's nice to have them come into uh, Massachusetts for what I, I would consider a very, very good basketball game. Now, it's neutral side, but it's essentially a road game across the country. What kind of crowd do you expect, uh, not only from Minutemen uh, fans, but uh, potential members of the LDS faith and BYU fans there in Massachusetts? Well, I've heard a combination of both. I think we'll have a nice crowd. Uh, people are excited about our UMass team and program. And uh, I know Brigham Young, BYU, wherever they travel to, has a, a good following and a good contingent. So um, it'll be an interesting crowd. I think um, there'll be some fans from both parties, but it, it'll be a good game. I mean, uh, Springfield's the birthplace of basketball. Um, and uh, give them an opportunity to go to the Hall of Fame and check it out in their southeast. 
I think it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting uh, it'll be an interesting game, but one I think of uh, two quality teams, and, and it should be fun for all the fans that make it out. Head coach of the undefeated and 21st ranked Minutemen of Massachusetts, Derek Kellogg on BYU Sports Nation, uh, coach. You are the pride of Cathedral High School in Springfield and a Massachusetts guy. How do you feel about the uh, the homecoming trip? Well, we um, you know we try to play one game a year in Springfield. One is because that's uh, that's my hometown, a place that I grew up not too far from the UMass campus, and I think it's good to uh, get our guys out into the local community and try to continue to uh, engage in and build our fan base. And for me, it's special, um, you know, to take a team that uh, I'm the head coach of and a school that I'm so proud of back home and let them play uh, a game uh, down in the city of Springfield. And also, we're fortunate enough to get a team um, of BYU's caliber uh, to come to uh, Massachusetts and play us. So I think it's a, a win-win for the program and also for the city of Springfield, which, um, you know, is, uh, is fortunate that we're coming down there. And BYU fans are excited about the return trip as well to Provo because BYU doesn't get teams like UMass uh, in the Marriott Center, so that'll be a good series next year. I'm impressed with your schedule, Coach. I really like uh, the teams on there. You guys have the number one RPI in the country. Uh, it's a great basketball schedule. I was looking at it from a football perspective, too. You played Boston College, LSU, Nebraska, Clemson, BYU, and Northern Illinois. That would be a really good football schedule, too. Uh, that might be the number one RPI football and basketball <laughs> in the country. Um, I'm not sure if a football, a football coach, Coach Molna, would want to, you know, enter that gamut. But um, you know, this is the first time we've been able, as a, a basketball program, to play such a tough schedule. Um, I think it's a, we got some older guys in the team that are, um, you know, I think they're ready for it finally, which uh, takes a long time to uh, get to that get to that point. Derek Kellogg, head coach of Massachusetts on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, how do you match up with BYU position by position? That's a great question. <laughs> um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm very impressed with the, not only their team, but the program and the, how it's kind of lasted uh, the test of time. But, uh, you know, you got Carlino at the point who I think is uh, a dynamic player, can really get out and score the ball, tough, hard-nosed kid. Collinsworth, um, he's a guy that I think anybody in the country would love to have on their team. He does a little bit of everything, rebounds for his size, is tough around the rim, plays great defense. I mean, I think Hawes and what he's been able to do to be one of the top, you know, 20 scorers of all time at BYU goes goes without saying. And then the two big kids are improving by the game, um, game by game, give them a tough physical presence inside. And um, they run. I mean, they're a team that gets out as, as good as any team, I think, in the country and can really score the basketball. And when they're clicking on all cylinders, uh, they're a really enjoyable team to watch. Um, I really enjoyed watching them play, especially uh, before I realized uh, the game with them was coming up so quickly. (laughs) Well said. Tell us about your team a little bit. Uh, I know you have five guys in double figures so far, led by, and I don't know how to say his last name, Katie Lalane. How do you say his name? Yeah, we'll go. You're pretty close. It's Katie Lalane, but, um, you know, uh, we we actually have a a pretty good basketball team ourselves. I think um, the guys have uh, grown and matured. You know, Chaz Williams is probably our leader at the point. Um, a perennial first-team all-conference guy, fast and quick, and, and can really play the game. And we have a transfer that sat out last year, and Derek Gordon starting for us at the two. Um, he comes from a winning high school program, St. Pat's in New Jersey, um, with Mike Kidd, Bill Christ, and, and that group who won a national championship. And then Raphael Putney, Samson Carter, and Maxi Escho are kind of our three fours that are uh, interchangeable, and all three of them um, are long and athletic, um, have a pretty good feel for the game, and then. Um, Big Caddy inside has uh, been a guy who's, who's stepped it up quite a bit for us this season and is averaging a double-double. And it's uh, been a little bit of a difference because we can, you know, score on occasion now down in the low post, which I think any team who wants to challenge and be a, be a top ball club has to get that, 
not all the time, but but every once in a while, and he's been able to give us a little boost in the paint. Coach Derek Kellogg on BYU Sports Nation of Massachusetts. And Coach, your first year you went 12-18, and 18, but you beat the likes of Kansas, Dayton, and Temple, all three teams that made the NCAA tournament. Now, in your tenure there, where have you come from, and how has it become consist- a consistent winning program now to the point where you're ranked 21st? What, what happened uh, in that transition? Well, I think it's a transformation, and now the kids that are in the program have been here for a while and, and have put the work in the um, – and the, and the sweat equity into the program to where it means a little more. Um, you know, early on, it was kind of, a, I don't want to call it a revolving door, but there was um, some turnover in the program my first couple of years to try to, you know, get the kids that, that fit how I do things both on and off the floor and how we uh, compete as a program. And, and from that point on, um, you know, we've had three, two and a half now, I'd say two in the, the beginning of this season, successful seasons, two straight NITs. And then I think we've done some nice things to start up this year. But it's really just, Staying the course over the test of time, I think, um, you know, having a uh, established kind of coach that, that has, uh, you know, been loyal to the program uh, helps that the kids uh, feel comfortable with how we do things. And it's not easy. I think, um, you know, what I look for is uh, a school that's loyal to their coach, but also a, a coach that's loyal to the program to say, let's do this. It may take a little time, but let's make sure that, um, you know, we, um, you know we, we stay the course and, and try to do things the right way. Coach, we have to clear the air just to make sure. No relation to Clark Kellogg? Ah, no, no, just a little bit. We played a life back in the days. That's, that's about it. Okay, all right. <laughs> but there is a link, right? Well, I mean, the last name Kellogg, that's, uh, that's a big <laughs> link. Um, you know, uh, but I, you know, I have seen Clark over the days, and I have been called Clark a few times, so um, <laughs> uh, it's actually kind of comical at times because of our you know, difference, uh, differences in size and whatnot, so that's uh, kind of funny. We will not call you Clark Kellogg on BYU <laughs> Sports Nation. Coach, we appreciate the time. I think it's safe to say the swag is back in UMass basketball, ranked 21st, 7-0 with the number one RPI currently across this great nation. Thanks for the time, Coach. We look forward to the game on Thank Saturday. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much. Cannot wait for that game tomorrow. BYU, Massachusetts, 11.30 a.m. Mountain Time, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can watch it live, or you can listen to it live on BYU Radio with Greg Rebell. Time to whip it, my friends. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Volleyball. Tonight's the blue and white scrimmage from the for the 2014 edition of the Cougars. Starts at 6 p.m. local time in the Smithfield House. We'll have a recap up on BYUtvsports.com with highlights and interviews from Jake Edmonds tonight. Swimming and diving. A select group of BYU swimmers competing in the Texas Invitational this weekend, while remaining swimmers will compete in the BYU Invitational, which continues today through Saturday in the Richards Building. Women's basketball. The 7-0 Cougars play at Creighton tomorrow. Listen to it live on BYU Radio at 3 Eastern. Women's volleyball. BYU in... Hawaii for the first round of the NCAA tournament tonight at 10 Eastern on NCAA.com. The Cougars against Arizona State led by former BYU women's volleyball coach Jason Watson. Sean Olmstead will be joining us uh, in a bit from Hawaii. and uh, From the beach. Yeah. The head coach of the women's volleyball team. Yeah, I want to know how that morning walk in the beach was when it was 75 degrees and it was 3 degrees here in Provo. Oh, my. <laughs> I, I don't think we could say enough about the BYU volleyball team. They have uh, they have exceeded expectations, I think, in a lot of fans' uh, minds across uh, the country just because they lost Jen Hampson. And we welcome in now the head coach of the program, Sean Olmstead, who apparently is indeed live from the beach. Coach, how does the sand feel between your toes? 
Yeah, uh, I won't lie hearing about what's going on back home that uh, I couldn't ask to be in a better place. But uh, <laughs> it is what it is, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> are you really sorry, though? No. What are you doing right no, now uh, on the beach? Are you, no, like, not at all. Not at all. Honestly, no. <laughs> are you playing volleyball on the beach? Are you just kicking it? Are you going to surf? What are you doing? No, it was early over here, obviously, and so I, you know, I can't sleep too long, and so I got up and took a nice run along the beach toward Diamond Head, and then uh, just decided to sit here on the water waiting for uh, the Sports Nation to call. In other news, you have a volleyball m- match tonight in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> uh, how well yep. do you feel your team's prepared to uh, beat Arizona State tonight? Yeah, you know, we, we got here in, into Hawaii on um, Wednesday night, so we got a good night's sleep there, and we had a really good practice yesterday. And uh, we'll be heading to the gym in about an hour, hour and a half from now. And so I, I like the girls' preparation. I like their mindset. We, uh, you know, to be honest, we haven't spent time down at the beach. We haven't let them go get sunburned and all that stuff. They, they believe uh, and understand why they're here, and, and they're focused on that. You played a solid schedule this year, Coach, and you did quite well. You finished second in the West Coast Conference. Have you played a team on your schedule this year that compares to Arizona State? Um. You know, I, I think Arizona State was the last team that got in from the Pac-12. But you know that that's a fair, that that is I think well it is the best conference in the country. Nobody else got nine teams, and so I think they're they're comparable to some of the teams in our conference. And um, you know maybe some of those uh, Oklahoma and other teams out of conference that we played. Um, and so you know yeah I think we've played teams exactly like them. They're strong. They're physical. They're not going to be afraid to play us because uh, they go against the best competition week in and week out. How exciting is it as a coach to uh, lead a team into the NCAA tournament? What's the mindset like? Yeah, it's, it's really exciting because that's what you're shooting for. You know, that's why I told the girls yesterday, that's why you've come to play Division One volleyball is to win conference championships and, and play in the NCAA tournament. Be one of the 64 teams, you know, it's just like basketball. It doesn't get any better than that. It's exciting to watch the selection show and then, uh, you know, put together your bracket and all those things, and so that's the excitement of college athletics and, and especially this sport. Well, Sean, best of luck uh, tonight against Arizona State. Enjoy the beach a little bit and uh, win today so you can play tomorrow against uh, Hawaii. And eat some shaved ice, too. And what? Eat some shaved ice. <laughs> oh, there we go. We'll, we'll do that. Celebration. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you Thanks, got it, Sean. Coach. Good luck. We do it every week. Time now for our favorite tidbits the best sounds of the week. The Utah State fans, they always get riled up and <laughs> they have a good time and it just makes me smile, you know, because that's what every player dreams of is an atmosphere like that where you can play and you can, you know, just feel that energy and playing the game you love. Well, at the rate they're going, they're both going to break my record. So, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I think things are, things are looking good for them. It's, 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 it's a different, you know, change of pace for BYU and the, the typical, you know, pocket quarterback offense. Every one of those guys can attack off the dribble. BYU hasn't had that for as long as I can remember. Four guys, you can put the ball in their hands and they can attack you. If BYU was able to pull off a win in the bowl game, whichever Pac-12 team it'll be, you add that to wins against Texas, Georgia Tech, Boise State, Houston, uh, to be a, just a, a terrific season from a standpoint of teams that they've knocked off. So there's a real opportunity to put a terrific bow on this season for the Cougars. This is not a team that we see in our league. It's not a West Coast Conference team, but we've played uh, maybe five games so far this season against teams like this. And so it's going to be a great opportunity to see how much we've learned in the last six weeks. Who do you want to see BYU play in the Fight Hunger Bowl? 
We go to Twitter very quickly for at Nickley51. A Chris Peterson coached Washington team would be fun, but I don't think it's going to be a Chris Peterson coached Washington team. It won't be. It will just be a Washington team with Chris Peterson watching on, most likely. At DPicula801. Simply put, USC. Then at George Jall, he said U dub. U dub. Earlier in the show, you said U W. It's U dub. It's U W. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to the Washington people, they're screaming, man. Grammar like, no, by Jerem. Grammar UW, by Jerem again. No, 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 this isn't me. This is Washington. Whatever. Okay, we go UW. to at Rita's for Ice. USC, because they, they're still USC, and BYU hasn't played them in a while. Since I'm 04. telling you, if Utah State wins the West Co- or the Mountain West Conference Championship... Now, hold on. There is a shot. There is an outside yeah, yes. shot. Yes, there is. That the Vegas Bowl doesn't want a rematch between USC and Utah State, and BYU will then get a USC team that slides into the Fight Hunger Bowl Let me t- Let me tell you of an instance in 2007 where a team from Utah and a team from California... Played in the regular season, and then they played in the Vegas Bowl again. BYU and UCLA. It happened. It's Utah State, though. Do they want to play Utah State twice in the same season? I don't USC? Know th- Come on. Come on. B- UCLA and BYU still has a draw. Utah State. No, no, no. I want to play USC. I just don't think it's going to happen. You know what, though? It's go Utah State. Yeah. Yes. Go Aggies go against Fresno Aggies. State. Root for the Aggies to beat Fresno State. And look, Washington would be a great matchup too, but I just like the USC BYU hey, matchup. Either way, I'm happy. USC is better. But Bob Ward on Facebook says, I'm fine with UW. Yeah, UW. <laughs> Anyone but Arizona or Utah. I'm an ASU grad and a BYU fan, so I have natural distaste for the Cats and Utes. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. No ball for the Utes this year. Sorry about that, Coach Whitting. I had to sneak that one in there, <laughs> didn't we? At TM Cavelli. Ugh. I was looking forward to watching BYU handle USC, hashtag bummer. So they obviously listened to Gary Cavalli, who told us, most likely scenario, BYU will play Washington. He's the executive director of the Fight Hunger Bowl, and he said, look, it it's probably going to be BYU-Washington. Listen, that's better than UTEP, Tulsa, San Diego State. It is. It's better. And, I, and what's Washington going to be like without a coach? Are they going to be the uh, whatever, or are they going to be the... Okay, we have a new head coach. Uh, i got to prove myself in this bowl game. Bishop Sankey's a baller. Keith Price is a baller. I like the matchup. I think it's going to be fun. Washington beat Arizona this year. They destroyed Oregon State by like 41. They're Hammered a good Boise team. State, too. Big thanks to our guests today, Gary Cavalli, Derek Kellogg, and Sean Olmstead, and everyone on our crew, producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Chaline, production assistant Spencer King, Matt Hume, and our engineer Aaron Evans. Show's on demand at BYURadio.org. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation Class Dismissed.